1: back, everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Quickets for Friday, September 1st edition. 13-game main slate on the schedule. Again, no Houston game today as they are returning home for the first time since the travesty that took place there. They'll have a doubleheader tomorrow against the Mets, so they are off today with the Mets. You have a day game in Chicago in Wrigley Field. You have a doubleheader with the Indians and uh, the where they go? The Tigers. So, interesting slate. 13 games to attack. Hope everybody had a good Thursday. Day slate was good for me. Night slate, not so much. And we go to today where it's very enticing. I'm not really paying up for pitching. There's a lot of guys in the mid-level that I am very intrigued by. Um, they're risky, but tremendous upside in my opinion. Like One of the better sets of mid-priced upside pitchers we've seen in a while. And with Coors in play and some other great hitting environments, this will really let us get at it. Let's look at the totals for today's slate. You got Red Sox at Yankees at nine, Reds Pirates seven and a half, Blue Jays Orioles ten, Phillies Marlins nine and a half, Indians Tigers the late game at nine and a half, Angels Rangers ten and a half, Royals Twins nine and a half, Rays White Sox nine, Nationals Brewers nine, D backs Rockies twelve, Dodgers Padres seven. Angel, or no, A's, Mariners, 9.5, and Cardinals, Giants, 8.5. Let's dig into your pitching and build some winning lineups. Uh, Kershaw is 13-5. I will not be using him tonight. I know he's in San Diego. I know he dominates them. I know he has 45-plus point potential. That's if he didn't have a bad back, if he didn't have a pitch count. He's supposed to be on a 75-pitch limit. Now, if anybody were to ever screw us over, it would be Dave Roberts, but they have no reason to use him deep. They are going to win the West. They are likely to be the best record in the National League. They have no reason to, to ruin Clayton Kershaw. So at 13-5, if he throws a gym, then so be it. I will have nothing to do with it. Johnny Cueto, I will not use at Eleven four. 4 Garrett Cole, 11-1, was interesting. But the way the Reds can't hit, I know it's a good park shift to Pittsburgh and PNC Park, but the lefties in that lineup, Cole has been really good this year. It's just a steep tag for Cole, 11-1. Where he, he's been there a few times and he, he's earned it. And He's averaging 24.3 against Cincinnati on the year. If you want to go there, you can. I'm going to save some money and dip down tonight and really uh, get into some stuff. The highest-priced guy I'm looking at is Luis Castillo of the Reds in that matchup against the Pirates. He's $9,500. And he's been outstanding this year. 29.4 is last time out against Pittsburgh. Seven innings, three hits, one earned, which is a solo homer. Nine strikeouts. That is some outstanding stuff. Um, when you look at a certain stat I had right here, uh, since June 23rd, he is the only pitcher in all of baseball with a 26% strikeout rate and a ground ball rate above 56%. That is some outstanding stuff especially when you're facing a Pirates team that doesn't strike out a ton, just a little less than 19% of the time. But I mentioned the strikeout rate, the ground ball rate, limits the hard contact. There's a lot to like with Luis Castillo tonight. The third lowest total on the slate at 3.93. Lefty's 262, righty's he's 311. He's even lowered his walk rate a little bit. It still is an issue. It's not ideal. It's close to 10%, but it's dropped below, which shows you it's going in the right direction. So Luis Castillo... Is very very much in play for me tonight. But if you don't want to pay up, there's more options down below. Let's get into the 8K range, where if you want to take a gamble with Sunny Gray at 8,800 bucks, it's definitely there. He's facing a Boston team that CC shut down, but they're a lefty potent team against, or a potent team with right-handed pitching. Because I'm not going to count out bets and some guys there, but a lot of lefties that have some thump. He's been really really good since coming to the to the Yankees, except his one start at Fenway. Whereas five innings, seven hits, two earned, that doesn't sound that bad, but he had zero strikeouts, so only got you two points. That's not good. Now he's facing a Boston team that doesn't strike out much, just about 19.5% of the time. His K rate's around 23, ground ball rate of around 55%, and a low hard contact, which is really, really nice. And Boston has the fifth lowest total on the slate at 413, which is very, very, you know, it's kind of, eye-catching, because it's the Red Sox. Lefty's 295, righty's 330. He's a reverse splits guy. So, you know, you got the big lefties in that lineup, and there are some righties. I'm not going to discredit that. And the Red Sox aren't your average team in the way they're hitting right now. But in a GPP play, I can definitely see Sonny Gray at $8,800 being a good tournament option. Uh, higher risk than most guys I'm going to mention in this 8K range, but the reward is tremendous. He has that 20 point upside, which will get you in a very good spot tonight. Should get you in a very good spot tonight. Next up, our boy Kevin Gossman, 8700 bucks at home against the Toronto Blue Jays if Caleb Joseph is catching. The caveat we will mention every time in case there's new listeners that don't know the rules to, to Kevin Gossman and Ubaldo Jimenez, even though Ubaldo's kind of getting broken again. But Gossman has been outstanding with Caleb Joseph. 27.1 points at Fenway against the Red Sox. His start part of that had Castillo, minus one points against the Angels. Prior to that, got, uh, Caleb Joseph, 23.6 at Seattle, um, 10 with Castillo, then 27.4, 33.5, 28.7, twenty seven 27, nine, all with our boy. Now you look at some interesting statistics here uh, when it comes to Gossman. He is has a .73 ERS, four earned runs in 49 of the 30 innings pitch with Caleb Joseph behind the dish. The Blue Jays are 25th in Major League Baseball. It's only a 3-10 wOBA against righties, one of the worst in all of baseball. So you know it's a very live park, a very high total. Gossman could give up a run or two, but the strikeout upside is tremendous when you're facing a Blue Jays team that strikes out 21% of the time, a little less than 21% of the time versus righties. Gossman's swinging strike rate's up to almost 11%, which is outstanding. It's hard contact rate's even low for Gossman. Things are on the up. Four six two total. Lefty's 323, right, he's 349. So Gossman is in play for me. If Caleb Joseph starting, if Castillo starting, you run for Z Hills. And if he pitches great with Castillo, so be it. I will take my money elsewhere. Another fun GPP play Jimmy Nelson. You're getting the discount 8400 bucks because he's facing the Washington Nationals. He's coming off a 23.4 point performance at the Doyers. And like I said, with Zach Davies, he was outstanding last night. You're facing a Nationals team without Bryce Harper, and it really, really does limit what they have. He faced the Nats earlier this year: seven innings, hits, two earned, ten Ks for 28.8 points. That was in Washington, I believe. A Nationals team right now that's striking out on the season: 20 and a half percent of the time. You got Nelson, 26.7 percent K rate in the last 30 days, 15th on your Barrel FIP leaderboard. Striking out 25%, getting barreled less than 2% of the time. He's got a ground ball rate over 50%. He barely walks anybody right now. So he's really, really getting things popping. Nats 428 totals on the lower half of the slate, about eighth or ninth overall. Lefties 328, righties 330. They do have some potent bats and there. You can't discredit everything. Trey Turner's back. Um, Nelson has trouble holding runners on. There's a lot to look at in that aspect. But for 8,400 bucks, the upside's just as good as it was with Zach Davies, if not better. Because Nelson has better strikeout stuff than Davies. So keep them in mind tonight. I do like Nelson at $8,400. Let's take a look at the next option. I don't understand this DraftKings price at all, but we're getting Mike Clevenger $8,200 at the Chicago White Sox game or at the Tigers game two of that doubleheader. I get it, the pricing came out prior to the trades, maybe before the Upton trade. Detroit's lineup is bad. You got Miggy Cabrera, who's got his back issue. He might not even play. V March out with his heart issue. Hope he is okay. Baseball might be the last thing he needs to worry about right now, but no Upton. So you got Kinsler. I remember they traded JD. They traded Avila. This lineup is depleted. Doesn't mean they won't hit him. He's such a roller coaster of a ride. If you listen to bench with Bubba episode 53, the latest one with Adam Burke, we talked to the Indians. He's a big, big Indians guy. He's been with them for a while. Um, Clevenger's got great stuff, just inconsistent with the walks and everything. He had 31.9 points his last start against Kansas City, two, t- two back-to-back outings below 10, and then a 34-8 at Tampa Bay. The stuff is there. He could let us down for $8,200. bucks, is that 30-point upside. This guy should be the chalk of the chalk, especially if you want to get big bats, the Coors, and some other options in there. This is a great, great spot. Detroit striking out over 22% of the time. Clevenger has a 27.3% strikeout rate. Problem is, he has a 12.6% walk rate, and that's what's killed him. Absolutely killed him. Detroit has a team total of 4.46. Lefties, 3.05. Righties, 3.27 off Clevenger. I don't care if Clevenger gets rocked. This is my guy in this range. Maybe overall, my top option. Just price, matchup, everything about it. Clevenger at 82, unless he just can't find the strike zone, is a very, very solid play. Plus, on the road, think about this for a second. On the road, he's a. If it's still the same now, he's a minus 150 favorite, which that's pretty good for a guy in that price range on the road. Something to definitely keep in mind. Uh, next up, you got Blake Snell, 8,100 at the Chicago White Sox. Snell is getting it done since his return. 21-6 his last start at St. Louis. He had 33-4 against the, the Mariners, then 12 16-7. Really, really showing us something of ladies figuring it out. And what it is, is the walks are dropping. When you're talking Blake Snell, since uh, since July 18th, 22% a K rate above 22% and a hard hit rate below 27%. He's only walking 7.9% during that time period, um, and he's facing a White Sox team since the All-Star break, they're striking out 23.6% of the time versus right-handed, bat, or versus lefties, sorry, versus lefties. It all, just like Clevenger, comes down to the walks with Blake Snell. Um. The walk rate is down, which is tremendous. You have a White Sox team with a 4-2-1 team total. Lefty's 275. Righty's 332. He should be chalky in that matchup. The wind is blowing in tremendously. I didn't mention that. Casey, Minnesota, wind blowing in from right center. Tampa Bay, Chicago, wind blowing in from left center, which for a lefty bodes well. And then you got San Francisco's normal wind out to center. So it's a really good spot for Blake Snell at 8100 bucks. Just requires uh, locating. And he's got the same upside as some of those high-priced guys. For a lot cheaper, so I have no problem with Snell. So in this 8K range, i got Clevenger 1, Gossman 2, Snell 3, Nelson 4, Sunny Gray 5. Let's go into the 7s where you got Tanner Rourke. Yes, a guy I have not used much lately, but he's showing the strikeout stuff, which gets my attention back-to-back, 22.6, 26.5. He's still getting double digits most starts with the last two, 9 and 7 on the strikeout totals. He'll give up home runs. It's what he does. He'll give up one or two a game. He hasn't faced Milwaukee yet this year. Uh, they do strike out twenty five point six percent of the time. That's what makes this intriguing. He has a hard contact rate of only twenty seven point four on the year and a ground ball rate almost forty nine percent. Keep it in the ballpark. We got a game. Common sense. Milwaukee four seven two total lefties three twelve righties two seventy eight For 7,900 bucks. The upside is very much there. It's risky. Every time you face Milwaukee or Tampa Bay, it's always risky. But the upside is really, really good with Tanner Rourke. Uh, They have a very right-handed, dominant lineup. Uh, Look at Travis Shaw. He's been out lately with an injury. If he's out, that bodes even better. But I have a feeling he'll crack the lineup tonight. So keep that in mind when you're checking all that out. If you want to take a a, a lower-owned GPP play, Danellison Lamette at 7,600. I have no problem playing this. Against those Dodgers who I always tell you, they aren't the same Dodgers of old, given... Lots of lefties, but Lamette dominates righties, so it's kind of pick your poison. He hasn't faced the Dodgers yet this year. He's averaging 20.6 points a game at home this year. It's a risky, risky matchup. Uh, when you look at LeMet, the Dodgers do strike out 22.2% of the time versus left, or right-handed pitching. LeMet striking out almost 29% of the batters he faces, still walking too many at 10.4%. But it's a very interesting matchup, and the Dodgers have the Fourth lowest total on the slate at 4.08. Lefty's 3.70, but righty's 2.27. So for GPPs, Danellis and LeMet can be very, very sneaky in that matchup. Uh, so in the sevens, I got Tanner Work, one, LeMet, two. When you go below sixes, a guy I am huge on. He's been outstanding in the minors this year. And you can't ask for a much better spot to make your major league debut. In AT&T Park, the best pitcher's park in baseball. And... Against the Giants team, it's just dreadful. Just dreadful. So you got Jack Flaherty, who is basically getting a K in inning or more in the minors. Low ERA, decent ground ball stuff. The guy has been very, very good facing a Giants team who we know doesn't strike out a ton. But uh, a little less than 20%. He's 6700 bucks. Giants team total, 4 6 There's a lot to like with Flaherty. Rookies can get beat up. We know that. Flaherty's shown he can go deep into games. He's got the upside of just shutting guys down. So I like Flaherty at 67. And then if you want to go somewhere else with the risk against Tampa Bay, who has power and a very good hitting ballpark, you go Ronaldo Lopez, who's a big strikeout guy. He might walk guys. He might give up some runs. But he could strike out a ton at 6,000. Tampa Bay striking out around 25%. Lopez at 26% K rate. But he's got a 15% walk rate, which is not good, and a huge fly ball guy. Ground ball rate of 22.2%. A lot of that points to stay away, watch out, be careful, whatever you want to call it. But uh, lefties 316, righty's 356. A lot of lefties in that Tampa Bay lineup. It's a, it's a great matchup to, ta- to target Tampa Bats but at the same time for 6K. Strikeout upside, give up, say, four run or less in six innings and strikeout eight or more, which you could do. It makes for a very interesting start, so GPP relevant. I got Flaherty one, Lopez two down below. My top options tonight. I don't mind Castillo up top, but I'm liking that eight K range. I love Clevenger, Snell, Gossman, and then Nelson. I love those four. I can just mix and match those four and make all my lineups if I wanted to. I'm gonna sprinkle in some Tanner Roark, and I might have a little lament. I'm still. It's a very good risk, which I like to take. It's just if there's a lot of lefties in that Dodgers lineup, it kind of turns me off a bit. And then I love Jack Flaherty as a punt, and I don't mind Lopez if you want to take the risk, but I like Flaherty. Against that Giants offense. You saw it walking in. Walking only struck out two. It did not look good. But he got the job done. And he's few thousand more. But I could stick in that 8K range all day. Sprinkle in some 7s and 6s. And you have all the money in the world for some bats. Let's check out those bats. Start at the catcher's position. And you know, the usual suspect up top. Gary Sanchez, 46, first Fister. He, Sanchez went deep yesterday. E- interesting option tonight. The, the suspension has to come down eventually, so keep that in mind. You got like, a guy like Jonathan Lutriquay and Coors at 36. You can't ignore Coors. I'm not a big fan, but like I'd rather go Iannetta versus the lefty Freeland. Freeland has limited damage in Coors. He has a 3-3 ERA in Coors, but Iannetta loves his lefties. He's usually bats, like second in the order versus lefty, so he's in front of the big boys. So Iannetta at 35 is in play for me tonight. When you scroll down, you look at the likes of maybe a Mike Zunino. It's a little pricey for him at 34, but Sean Manaya has been really, really bad right now. And you got uh, the power in Zunino facing Manaya. They have a 483 total lefties, 253, but righties 332 up Minaya. So you got some thump there with Zunino. Grandal 34 is not bad versus Lamet. When you scroll down, you look at the likes of. Um, Robinson Chirinos, 3200 versus Tyler Skaggs. Great hitting environment in Texas, as always. Texas is a 5 3 0 total. It's fourth highest on the slate. Second highest for non Coors. Lefty's 319. he's 330 off of Skaggs. So you got some definite power to play with there with Chirinos. If you want to go a little further down, got like Jan Gomes, if he's catching, it depends on the header. So pay attention there. He's 3 K. Stephen Votes, 3 K versus Tanner Roark. Uh, you go down a little more. Yeah, Tanner. Oh, that sucks. Tucker Barnard's up. Like, Martin Maldonado does love his lefties. Cole Hamels has been hit by lefties pretty well from time to time this year. He's very sketchy. That's why I mentioned him as, a, as an option on the mound, especially this new Angels lineup with Upton and Phillips, more right-handed power. Upton is, like, one of the best in baseball against lefties this year. So Maldonado, 29, could be a cheaper option for you. Salvi Perez at 20 versus Dylan G. don't mind that at all same with Wilson Ramos 2,800 versus uh, Ronaldo Lopez makes for a very intriguing play below the 3k when you go farther down Kevin Smith 2,600 versus Blake Snell <coughs> excuse me if you're fading Snell you could go that direction um, Rafi Lopez 25 but Bruce Maxwell 2,500 versus Mike Leak I like that as a punt play Maxwell's had a good week he went deep the other day uh, he's he's getting you five plus points most nights this week. Righty three fourteen, lefty's three thirty three. First Mike Leak. As we scroll farther down the list, check your lineups. But you know maybe Rob Brantley cl- cracks the lineup for Chicago like he did yesterday against Snellie's twenty two hundred. Other than that, it's a crapshoot at the moment. So check your lineups there. But there are some definite options below three k if you don't feel like paying up. First base, you got Goldie at 56 in Coors versus Freeland. Yes. Bellinger at 48. He hasn't done much in his few games since coming back from the DL, but uh, it's a decent matchup versus LaMette. Just a tougher ballpark to keep him in mind. Joey Votto. If you guys didn't see what Votto did yesterday, he hits his home run. There's a, a very young cancer patient sitting in the first row by the dugout. He points to him, goes and gives him a high five, gives him the bat he hit it with takes his jersey off and gives him the kid the kid his jersey. Joey Votto, he's an amazing baseball player that doesn't get enough recognition for his talent on the field, but the stuff he does, if you read about him, he is a, just a great person. This guy is well-deserved, but uh, I know it doesn't involve DFS, but I, I want you guys to check that out. Really, really awesome thing, Joey Votto. Joey Votto does, just in the middle of a baseball game, most players are so focused on things or the only thing they're focused on outside the field is getting a girl's number in the stands or something. What he did was... Outstanding, great stuff for baseball. Uh, Joey Votto, forty-seven versus Cole. I liked even before he did that because I love Joey Votto. Period. The guy crushes even against good pitchers. He crushes. Cincinnati um, lefties, three fifty-five; he's two eighty-nine off Cole. So Joey Votto at forty-seven could be a sneaky play as people might go elsewhere to avoid Cole. But yeah, he's a double-digit machine and a, yeah, just awesome. When you scroll down, uh, the Cleveland versus Buck Farmer is definitely a play. Carlos Santana at forty-six. I love. I like Encarnacion as well. They're both 4,600. They have a 504 total, one of the higher ones on the slate. Righty's 318. Lefty's 360. Makes my edge go a little more to Santana just on the splits alone. But I like them both a ton in that matchup. Very good spot versus Buck. Check the lineups though. Remember, that's game two of a double header. So it could make things interesting. You got like Mark Reynolds and Coors versus Tywan Walker. Reynolds has had tremendous power versus right-handed pitching this year. So don't sleep on that at 4,500. Uh, we mentioned that Lopez, it's extremely risky. Tampa Bay is in play. Wind is blowing in in that, in that game from left field, but it's still a very small ballpark. So Logan Morrison at 44 is worth a look. A guy I love. I love pretty much every day. You guys should know this by now. Reese Hoskins is 4400 bucks. He's first base outfield eligible. He's facing a rookie, a left-handed rookie, to top it off, Mr. Peters from the Miami Marlins. Hoskins at 44, yes, please. Hosmer versus Dylan G at 42 is intriguing. Uh he was hot, hot, hot like most of the Royals for a while. They're cooled down. They have a 477 total. righties, 328. Lefty's 365 versus Dylan G. So uh, Royals always get overlooked. They find ways to disappoint me on nights, and they find ways to make they're they're very, very one of those teams. You know, there's certain teams you love that, that consistently do well. Certain teams that just never do it. And then there's those like that have the nights where they're they're awesome. And then too many nights where they're not, but you still go back to the well. Hosmer is one of those guys. Forty-two hundred bucks is a great price tag for what he can bring to the plate. Given um, it, it, he's still averaging nine points his last ten games, so don't just sleep on Hosmer. Interesting low-owned play at forty-two. Trey Mancini at forty-two is an outstanding play. First base outfield eligible. Gini is taking the mound for Toronto. He was that you know phenom early in the year. Everybody wanted a piece of him. Well, he's come back to earth, and he's come back in a hard way. Baltimore's got the third highest total on the slate. It, it, team total, it is the first highest outside of Coors. Lefty's 321, righty's 290. That 290 was a lot lower at one time, so a at 42 is not bad. Desmond and Coors at 42 uh, is a good play, of course. Uh, see if Jose Abreu is in the lineup. He's day-to-day. He'd be 41 versus Blake Snell. I'm not like dying to target Blake Snell. The kid has looked good, but you can't blame anybody for targeting Blake Snell at the same time. Again, right, he's 332 versus Snell, so you can't just completely write that off. Uh, you got a guy, Matt Carpenter, could be contrarian at 4K versus Cueto. I'm not running to play that, but it's there. But like guys like below 4K, you got Duda at 3900 versus Lopez. That's good. One I love, if you want to go below three, if you don't want to play Mancini at first, you go Chris Davis. I told you how much I liked him yesterday. He went deep, 21 points. His average of 9.5 his last 10, three homers his last 10. If you can't do the math, there he's heating up. He was in a big, big funk for a while. That's what he does. He's a power, he's usually an all or nothing guy. Like, listen listen to his game log 21 5 0 16 3 4 21. 16 4 5. But he's got that potential at 3800 bucks versus Biagini, who lefties do destroy in that ballpark. Chris Davis, you're getting a discount at 3800. I like that a lot. He's a guy you could even slot into Coors lineups to be contrarian. I know you're not going to get Goldie, which sucks. That's the guy you're targeting. But, hey, here's a note for you. Everyone is targeting Goldie and Coors. If you're using Coors, there's like an 80% chance the first baseman in Coors you're playing, if not maybe 90%, is going to be Goldie. Another reason to go to Mark Reynolds or Desmond. But go Chris Davis cheap, you got more money to use players elsewhere in Coors. These are ideas you could use. Um, Josh Bell, if you want to fade Castillo. I'm not all about that life. A guy like Albert Pujols, who actually swung it well of late. He's 3,700 versus Hamels. I believe he has good history versus Hamels as well. Uh, You got guys like Matt Davidson, who's actually swinging a pretty good bat of late for Chicago. He's first base, third base eligible. He's only 3,600 versus Snell. But you go down, you got Mike Napoli, 3,600 versus Skaggs. I like a ton. You got a lot of of good options here at the first base position with power upside. Napoli versus Skaggs. We mentioned how, um, what was it, what was Skaggs, lefties 319, righty's 330. At the same time, you got C.J. Cron, who's been crushing pitching, righties and lefties, crushing them as of late. He's 3,600 versus Cole Hamels. So you got both those guys at 36. you got a guy like Matt Olson, his power, first base outfit eligible versus Mike Leak. We mentioned how lefties hit Mike Leak. Well, he's 3,600. So you have a lot, a lot, a lot of good options. If you want to be contrarian, you got Kenneth Vargas, 3,500 versus uh, Jason Hamill. Vargas averaging six points a game of late. He's kind of looks like he's getting comfortable. Struck out three times yesterday. Broke a battle over his knee. Checked out around the bases, around bases pod Hamill on Twitter. It's right there. It's pretty good stuff. But when you look at the Twins, righties 307, lefties 324 versus Hamill. So Vargas could be that contrarian GPP player you're looking for. A guy like Chase Headley's first base, third base eligible. He's been swinging it really well of late. He's thirty five hundred bucks facing a guy like Doug Pfister, who um, when you look at the Yankees, right, he's two sixty six, but lefty's three ninety five. First, Doug Fister. These are the kind of plays that you know GPP wise. These guys aren't guys you're running to go just you know play all the time, but they're very very interesting. As you scroll down, you got like Adam Lind at thirty five. Danny Valencia used to be a lefty killer. He's 35 versus Mania. if you want to try that that one again. Tommy Joseph, if he cracks the Phillies lineup, he's 33 versus Peters. You love a guy like Joseph versus lefties. It's definitely something you look into there. Um, When you scroll some more. I don't really think you need to go below three There's so many great options there in the middle threes and even high threes. So keep those in mind, but even up top, you, you can go all kinds of directions at first base like normal, but it's really, really deep today. That's where I want to tell you. Second base Dozier at 51 is usually always in play, but Jose Ramirez versus Buck Farmer at 47 is outstanding. That's your top play at second base. That's a great play. He's heating up again, continuing his great season. Johnson scope, nothing to hide there. against be a genius 46. Not bad at all. Um, if you go down some more, you got the likes of uh, uh, let's. see, You could go there now. You got like Lemayhew's forty-four and Coors, Whip Merrifield forty-one hundred continues that one yard again the other day, so he's intriguing. No hiding that. You got the likes of. Ian Kensler against Clevenger at 37. is One of the few guys you'd look at there if you're going to go against Clevenger. Like Scooter, Jeanette's 37 versus Garrett Cole. We mentioned lefties versus Cole. Jeanette is swinging it well. Went deep again yesterday. He's averaging 11.5 his last 10. Scooter is scooting right now. Sorry, had to. Panic at 36 versus Flaherty could be in play for you. Neil Walker and Johnny VR, 3,500 each versus Rorick. I don't mind those at all. VR went deep yesterday. You got Jed Lowry at 35. Uh, against Leak, not bad there as well. Brandon Drury, you're getting a ridiculous discount here. Drury loves hitting left-handed pitch. He crushes it, for a matter of fact. He's in Coors against Freeland, and he's $3,400. bucks. is your – if you're not paying up, that's your play right there. Pretty simple. Drury should be in many lineups tonight, give or take. It doesn't matter really what he does. That price tag is just ludicrous for Coors Field. Uh, as you scroll some more, it's not that great down here right now. You, you, if Adrianza cracks the lineup, you get a 3K against Hamill. That's not horrible. Your low guy is probably going to be Drury, except for the randoms down here. Like Ryan Goins at 28. I don't don't hate. You got guys like Chase Utley at 28. If you want to be really different, Brock Holtz, 26 versus Gray. Our normal guy will be down here. Caleb Coward's 2400. If you want to go that route, check your lineups for your second base plays. But uh, Drury. That's a steal right there. Third base, you got Machado at 53. Arenado and Coors at 51 is really, really solid, of course. Ramirez at 47 is, is I love. I told you I love them at second base. It's probably where I use them instead of third, but I like him a lot tonight. Jake Lamb, we don't usually target him versus lefties, but it's Coors. You'll get a lot of bullpen as well. So 4,600 for Lamb is actually pretty solid for a Coors field price. Josh Donaldson at 43 is not bad at all versus Gosman. The guy's just hitting. Justin Turner, 43. Lamette does dominate righties, though, so be careful. Uh, Mike Moustakas is at 38. I love that price tag. I told you how I loved Hosmer at 42. Moustakas is at 38. He's slumping. I get it. 3,800 versus Dylan G is sometimes that gamble that you want to take. Raphael Devers is 3,800 versus Sonny Gray. Uh, not bad at all. Mentioned Matt Davidson at 36 versus Snell. I do like that. Chase Headley, 35, mentioned him versus Pfister. Those are the kind of contrarian plays that will make you much, much different from the pack. Uh, Derek Dietrich at 31, I do like. Uh, Mikel Franco at 31 versus the rookie Peters. If you're going to use Mikel Franco, these are the kind of games to use him against a a lefty that can get hit hard. Uh, Those are the days to use uh, Franco because other than that, he doesn't supply much in the average department as we know. Matt Chapman is twenty five hundred versus Mike Leake. Yes, as we know, that is a great option for you there. That is ridiculous. Chapman just doesn't get any love. Still twenty five hundred dollars. Head number shortstop. You got Lindor at fifty one. That's phenomenal. Trey Turner at forty nine. I love. He's come back. He is picked up where he left off. Another huge game last night. Twenty seven points since his return. Twenty seven and a nine and a doubleheader. He had nine and I don't know, his three games nine nine twenty seven. Two stolen bases in the three games. Nelson does not hold guys on. So if Turner gets on, he's running. So he's not a bad look at 49. I do like Nelson tonight, but Turner could be productive. Just one single could turn into a steal or two and a run, and you know, double digits quick. Jorge Polanco at 4,400 for the Twins is as close to a must play, at least a top play, as you're going to find. Continues to hit the baseball well, facing Hamill in a good matchup there. Tim Beckham at 42, not bad. Gene Segura versus the lefty Manaya at 4K. I do like that one. Segura does take, like his lefties. Gregorius at 39 against Fister is in play. Anderson Simmons does hit lefties well this year. Hamels, we know, isn't your average lefty. I'm not, my goal is not to target Hamels, but the Angels stack or just plays in general is a great contrarian spot. You have a much better ballpark to hit in than in Anaheim. Um, and these guys do have good success versus lefties, and some have good history versus Hamels, which we'll get at later. So, Anderson Simmons at 38. Worth a look. Um, farther down your list. See if Tim Anderson cracks the lineup. He's day today, He's 3,400 versus Snell. Paul De is only 3,300 versus Cole if you need to go there. But, like, Adam Rosales and Coolers versus lefty is only 3,200. I do like that quite a bit. Um, you got B. Craw at 32 versus Flaherty if you want to punt. Goings is 2,800. Other than that, not too much to like down here. Check your lineups. Let's go to the outfield. Wrap it up. Stanton, 56 versus Pavetta. We do like a ton. Pavetta, if I remember correctly, is a reverse splits guy. Yes. Lefties, 312. Righties are hitting a whopping 428 off Nick Pavetta. That's encroaching 500. That is ridiculous. He has a... It's not a gigantic sample size, but it's getting there. He's got double-digit starts on the year. That is nuts. So, stand at 56, yes. Trout against Hamels at 55, I love. Love that play. Trout went deep the other night. You got Blackman and Coors at 55. is outstanding. I'm going to make a lineup with those three guys. And I'm going to mix in J.D. Martinez at 52 and Coors, which is great. Don't mind that at all. Nelly Cruz versus a lefty at 4,900. Definitely a play. maniya has been getting hit hard a ton lately. He's, he's broken right now. A.J. Pollock at 48 cores, another really solid play. Go Pollock, Blackman, Martinez, and Kool. that's scary, scary stuff there. Marcelo Zuna's 46 versus Pavetter. Mentioned those splits. A guy like Jay Bruce at 45, he will go overlooked tonight. That is a great play for Buck Farmer. Again, you gotta check your lines because it's a double header, but that's a solid, solid play versus Buck Farmer. Kiermeyer at 45 versus Lopez, not bad either. Told you how much I love Reese Hoskins at 44. As always, there's tons to like in the outfield. Sometimes I probably sound like you're just dragging on, but there's I am just I want to mention all your options. You know, Corrado Parra against Walker, usually hitting cleanup and Coors at 44. That's a steal. Eddie Rosario is just on fire, hitting everything. He's 4,300 versus Hamill. Minnesota, sneaky tonight. Like Minnesota, Anaheim, those are kind of your sneakier ones. We'll go through those in a minute, but I like that a lot tonight because you got to get really weird if you're going to fade Coors. You, you just can't be like, well, they don't have to be super weird because they're just course, but yeah. Max Kepler, 42, I like. Christian Yellick at 42 versus Pavetta. C. Dick at 41 versus Lopez isn't bad. Granderson even at 42 versus Lamette. We mentioned how lefties do hit Lamette well. You're going to discount Granderson. has been priced up higher than that lately, so keep him in mind. Aaron Hicks at 41. Another steal of a price. Justin Upton, who is 4,100 versus Cole Hamels. I mentioned his success versus lefties. Um, let me find it for you here. Only one player in the major league baseball has a 380 ISO and a 45% plus hard hit rate against lefties this season. It is Justin Upton. He has the best numbers there and he's facing Cole Hamels. So keep that in mind at 4,100. He's having a great year. Okay. With the Chris Davis is always an intriguing GPP pay at four. You might not need to go there tonight. But he'll be super low owned. Um, you know you got guys like you know Trumbo, Worth are okay, Duvall's okay, but you're not running to target them. A Dexter Fowler at 38 is intriguing. An Avasil Garcia at uh, 3700, that's a pretty solid play. For some reason, DraftKings has Cameron Maben in red that you cannot use him tonight. He was traded to the Astros. Oh, because he's not playing today. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So, okay, so we'll move on from that one. As we go farther down after that deal, Billy Hamilton at 37 is very intriguing versus uh, Cole because Cole cannot hold runners on. If Hamilton gets on, he can run for days. That increases his value tremendously tonight. So don't sleep on Billy Hamilton. Like, I don't mind a Hamilton scooter photo. Little stack if you want to be different. Bradley Zimmer at 36 versus Farmer. He can get on and run for days as well. Keep an eye on those ones. Farther down the threes. You know, you got like the line of the Shields Jr. leading off for Skaggs at thirty six. You got Carlos Gomez at home versus thirty-six. For some reason, he is tremendously better at home. So those two are in play. I like the Shields more for a steals upside, but Gomez with the power. Again, Matt Olson against Leek at thirty-six, definitely in play there. You farther down you go. You got guys like, you know, Pender's not bad. If Tapia cracks the lineup in Coors, you got Blanco at thirty-five but lefty lefty, so keep that in mind. Scott Schebler at 34 could be a cheap one-off first call. I wouldn't put him in a stack necessarily, but uh, he could be a one-off in that matchup. You got guys like you know, Jarrett Parker versus Flaherty at 34 for a one-off potential. Jose Perella at 33, I don't hate versus Kershaw because he's a righty-lefty matchup. It is Kershaw, of course, but 75 pitches, then Dodgers, Bullpen, Perella could be intriguing. But I think I'll go elsewhere, just wanted to bring him up for you. Melky Cabrera has been quiet of late, but facing Dylan G at 3,200 bucks has a lot of upside in that matchup. Boog Powell versus Leak. the left-handed bat of Boog Powell is 3,200 bucks. Uh, he's been leading off a lot lately, so keep him in mind if he's in that lineup at 32. That is a steal for a for a value play. Carlos Go- or Carlos Gonzalez and Coors versus Tywin Walker at 31. I know he's been so so bad at baseball, but I've always said it, and it's. Been true more than not. If you're going to use him, you're going to use him in Coors. Walker has given up a ton of hard contact of late, a ridiculous amount of hard contact. He's 23rd worst on the barrel fit. Lefty's 309, righty's 325. Um, that barrel fit, those last 30 days, he's getting barreled around 5% of the time. So, cargo at 31, you could do much, much worse. Manny Margot's 31. Ziggo Carreras, 3K, leading off is worth it. If not, don't touch him. Uh, Nick Williams, it's lefty, lefty, but he's 3K, and you might get a lot of uh, bullpen in that matchup. So keep your eye on that when you look at. Th- uh, as we dip below 3K, as you know, we've been able to save a lot of places. There are some big bets to pay for. The 3K range has been very in- below 3K has been very very interesting. Not as productive as it once was. So check lineups and see what you have there. A disclaimer I want to make after we have mentioned all the bats. It is September 1st. Rosters are expanding to 40-man rosters. So you're going to get a lot of call-ups throughout the weekend as we get an idea of who's who. You're going to get a lot more uh, value plays. You're going to get angry at times because you'll get more pinch hit possibilities, which will be a little goofy. So keep that in mind. So remember that as lineups shift and things happen. It's going to be different. September is an interesting month for DFS, but it can be extremely profitable if you get the right value, if you pay attention, because with football starting, a lot of people disappear and focus more on that. There is lots of money to be made in baseball. So recapping your uh, pitchers, you got Castillo up top in the 8K range, Clevenger, Gossman, Snell, Nelson, Gray down in the sevens, Rourke, Lamette, then Flaherty, Lopez down below. Remember that 8K range I love, the top four especially in Clevenger, uh, Gosman, Snell, and Nelson. Rourke is my top guy in sevens, and Flaherty in six. Mix and match the others depending on where you want to take your gambles. Let's look at your BVP tonight. Uh, Ellsbury, 5 for 12 of three doubles off of Fister. Headley, 4 for 7, something there. Mitch Moreland, 6-for-22 with four home runs, lifetime off Sonny Gray. If you want to play that BVP card, Moreland is very, very cheap. Uh, Jonathan Scope, 4-for-10, two doubles off Biagini. Steve Pierce, 4-for-7 off Gosman. Carrera, 5-for-7. Smoke, Carrera, Barney. Donaldson, Bautista, all have homers. Donaldson, 7-for-23 with two doubles and a homer. If you remember that, for the most part, was the gospel of old, but you never know when it will rear its ugly head. I told you I like Scooter He's 9-for-23 with a double lifetime off Cole. Billy Hamilton, 6-for-22 doubles. 13 stolen bases when he's faced Garrett Cole. I mentioned something about that, I believe. Um, As we go down farther, Yellick's 2-for-4 with two, uh, two home runs off of Pavetta. Ozuna and Stanton both take Pavetta deep as well. I really do like that option there. As you scroll, you got the likes of Miguel Cabrera, two for seven, with a double and a homer off Clevenger. He's been a mess, though. He's 2800 bucks. If you want to gamble, I'm just not going there. Encarnacion and both taken farmer deep. Santana, two for five, with a double. Sensu Chu, five for seven, with a double off Skaggs. Andrew, six for 14, a double and a homer. You got four for 14 for Belcher with a double as well. So good numbers versus uh, you, for the Rangers versus, or Angels versus Cole Hamels, Maldonado, 4 for 12. You got hosts taking them deep three times with a small average. Upton, 12 for 45, four doubles and a homer. So stuff to look at there. Ryan Braun, 4 for 10 with the triple versus Roark. Neil Walker, 4 for 12, two doubles. Daniel Murphy, 3 for now, the double and a homer off Nelson. Kepler, 5 for 7, three doubles off Hamels. Rosario, 4 for 6. Dozier's taking them deep. Miguel Guerrero, four for ten versus G. Mark Reynolds four for eight with a double and two homers off Taiwan Walker. Carlos Gomez Gonzalez three for nine, two doubles and a homer, thirty one hundred dollars. Desmond's taking him deep. Most guys have had pretty good success versus Taiwan. That's good. Nelson Cruz six for 11, two homers off Manaya. Um, you got Haniger two for six, four for ten for Heredia versus Manaya. Heredia is a sneaky play I did not mention there. Really good cheap outfielder versus lefties. Farther down you go. Like Seeger's taking him deep as well, but I'm not going there tonight. Chris Davis, 4 for 13 on the double against Leak. For the Padres versus Kershaw, I got shirt. Matt Susser, 3 for 6, 2 doubles and a homer. Other than that, stay away. Unless you want to gamble, which I don't mind because of the pitch count. yadi Molina, 11 for 43 with 2 doubles and 2 homers. Lifetime versus Cueto, but not too much more than that. There's your BVP. If you want another quick look at potential stacks, obviously you have Coors, Baltimore versus Biagini, Texas versus Skaggs I like a lot. But I also like Anaheim in that matchup. Texas is a 5-3 total, Anaheim a 5-2 total. Everyone gets scared of Hamels, and I get it. He can be lights out. If he shut Anaheim down, I wouldn't be surprised. But this is a spot where you can get very contrarian with Anaheim. If they go off, you are in the driver's seat. Uh, The Martins versus Pavetta, especially those righties, 428 against them. Love the Indians versus Buck Farmer. As you can tell, there's a lot of good spots tonight. A lot. You can go down and down the list. Royals are sneaky. Twins are sneaky. But there's many, many spots to attack tonight. You can, it, it, This could be the night. It's one of those nights when I say there's a lot of home run potential that just um, keep it, keep it... To minimal stacks, one two just do two-man stacks and just go for all home run bats if you have to. Obviously, when you play Coors, you want to stack, but um, like I said, cargo is a one-off and Coors does not suck. There's different ways to approach it, so mix and match. Hit me up on Twitter, at Intro. I'll help you out where I can. Check us out on thesportsdegens.com on Twitter, at thesportsdjens. Last night, we dropped the first two-point conversion. NFL DFS pod will be with you weekly with your picks and plays like we do for baseball, like we do for PGA James McCool from Daily Roto is joining us. And we have one other guy that should be joining us as the season goes on. You guys know him. He is very, very good. Looking forward to that. Check out uh, Around the Bases, episode 27 with me and Mo. Good stuff there. A lot of the things that have been happening, we talked about going into it. So it's pretty cool. We got that right. Check out Bench with Bubba, episode 53 with Adam Burke from bangthebook.com. A lot of stuff to get you ready for college football week one. Just gambling stuff in general. Cleveland Indians, talk for you Indians fans. Some really good stuff to start out the show there. And then we ended it up. Listen to the end. He works in the gambling industry. He asked me about DFS and gambling and legalized sports gambling. Really good conversation on that. So tons to like there. NASCAR's out uh, from Josh. You got UFC fight nights out from Doc. Tons going on this weekend. But let's get this MLB DFS slate. I'll be with you again tomorrow. But hit me up with your questions as always. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits. Your Friday. September 1st edition. I'll catch you guys later. I'm out.